Hey guys, welcome to today's video. I want to thank you sincerely for showing up. If you're watching these videos, thank you. I recognize that the stuff that I talk about isn't all that sexy. You know, it's not, I'm not talking about how to get laid. I'm not talking about how to make a million dollars. I'm not talking about how to travel the world and not have to work and that kind of stuff. Because while I think those things are important, you know, they're not the things that sustain life. They're not the things that sustain ultimate joy and happiness and love and kindness and all those kind of things. Those are the things that I think brings to sustainability. You know, sex is going to feel good for a minute. Having money in your pocket is going to feel good for a minute. Traveling the world is going to feel good for a minute. But I want to live a life that is perpetually happy and joyous and free. And I found in my own life when I pursue those things, yeah, they make me happy for a minute and you know, I need money and I need, want sex and I want to travel the world, those kind of things. But if that becomes my focus as that's my only goal and my intention, ultimately it's going to be empty calories. It's kind of like, you know, chocolate cake, you know, chocolate cake is amazing. It's like chocolate cake makes me feel good right now. Ooh, yeah. More chocolate cake. It's a very sexy thing, chocolate cake. <laughs> no. But I'm talking about sustainability in our lives. You know, like a really good nourishing meal. You, know, you got like a roasted chicken and some well done vegetables and starches and that kind of stuff. Like it's well rounded. You could eat that every day. And. It's going to sustain your life. So you have chocolate cake as dessert once in a while. But if all you ever eat, if all you ever pursue is the chocolate cake of life, it's not sustainable. And at least that's what I found. Because that was the first part of my life was pursuing all of those things. The sex, the money, the travel, the recognition, all of these kind of things. And ultimately, at the end of the day... That left me with building basically a house of cards. There was no sustainability in it. And so that's kind of my message. And, you know, when we talk about life 2.0 is that doing better, you know, having a better life, having a better way of living that is sustainable and keeps you energized and happy most of the time. Oh, there's going to be difficulties that show up in life. I mean, it's a, just in a... A fundamental universal truth that life is difficult. It's a fundamental truth that there's going to be pain in your life and there's going to be shit that shows up that you're not going to want to do and you're going to have a resistance. And you have to find the vitality to help you through those times. And I tell you what, sex isn't going to do it. Traveling the world isn't going to do it. Making a million dollars even isn't going to do it. Every millionaire I've ever talked to tells me the same thing, which is once they hit a million dollars, their next goal is to make 2 million and 3 million and 4 million, you know, because it was never enough. It's never enough. Now, I'm not saying don't try to be successful. I'm not saying don't try, you know, to be a millionaire. I'm not saying don't, you know, do any of those kind of things. I'm just saying, make it a priority in your life. To show up with integrity because integrity ultimately 
is an act of love. When I love myself, I'm in integrity. And when I love myself, I then have capacity to love others. And I think that love is the absolute most masculine power that exists in the world. Love will help you persevere. Love will get you through those difficult times. Love will help you when you just want to give up. But the first thing you have to do is love yourself. And I know it's kind of cliche and everybody says, oh, you got to love yourself until you can love somebody else. I get it. I get it. But loving yourself isn't selfish. I was talking to one of my clients this morning. He was talking about how, you know, he likes to work out and, you know, watches what he eats and he, um, you know, guards his time. And he was talking about that being a selfish act. And I'm like, no, brother, man, that's not selfish. That is self-love. I love myself so much that I have capacity and overflowing abundance of love that I can give to other people out of that place of love. And when I practice that, what ends up happening is I make a difference in the world. And when I'm making a difference in the world and other people's lives through service and through showing up and being generous and being kind and being compassionate. When I do that, what ends up happening over a long period of time is I create this thing called legacy. Now, legacy, you know, some people will build legacy, you know, they'll build buildings, money, you know, all that kind of stuff. Some people think legacy is, is building wealth for your future, not just your future, but your future children, their children and that kind of thing. And that that's what they call legacy. And I'm sure that's, that is a legacy. That's part of legacy. But I think that if you build this legacy and you have no love, then that legacy becomes empty because legacy is really about how other people feel when I'm around. Legacy is, you know, there's the quote by Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou, I always forget how to pronounce her name, but you know, she says, I love, let's see, I learned that people will forget what you said. People forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And to me, that just speaks volumes about legacy, how you make them feel, how you'll be remembered. Will you be remembered as an asshole that nobody liked, but you know, made a bunch of money? Or will you be remembered as the guy that showed up and was kind and, you know, gave you the shirt off his back kind of thing. Right? And it was generous being codependent, but generous. How do you want to be remembered and how you will be remembered is how you make people feel. So if you are working at making yourself feel better through self-love, the outpouring of that is going to be loving others and others will feel that sense of love that you're giving them. And that will create your legacy. People will remember not what you did, not what you built, not what you did in the sense of achievement, they're going to remember how you made them feel. So that is kind of a priority for me, at least. And one of the ways that I find useful of doing this is just like random acts of kindness. And this could be extremely powerful. Now, my wife, let me brag on her for a minute. She is an amazing, kind woman, maybe one of the kindest people and most generous people I've ever met. One of the things that she will do, and I've seen her do this, 
she'll be at a checkout stand, right? She's doing the groceries and the cashiers behind there ringing up all the stuff. And she'll say to the cashier kind of casually, what's your favorite candy bar? And, you know, they'll say something like, oh, Three Musketeers, something like that. And, and then my wife says, oh, I love that candy bar as well. And then she'll go and she'll pick up the Three Musketeers and she'll put it on the, the you know, conveyor belt there. The cashier rings it up. And as soon as the cashier rings it up, she takes it and she hands it to the cashier and says, enjoy this on your next break. It's a little tiny thing that cost her like, you know, two bucks or whatever. And she just left a little bit of kindness in the world. I love that about her. Now, I don't do that because I always go through the, the self-checkout. <laughs> but I do think that it's a, it's a beautiful, just small way of practicing an act of kindness. An act of kindness can be something as small as just giving somebody a sincere compliment. You know, if you get really good service, just say, hey, I want to tell you that I appreciate your service. It was really good. And I appreciate that. You know how many people are in the service industry that all they get is complaints and what's going wrong and all that kind of thing. People aren't going to remember that. They'll probably just remember, oh, this guy was an asshole, but they will remember how you made them feel. This reminds me of a story that I read. And this was, this took place up in Canada someplace. And there was this guy and he was depressed and he was sad and he had given up on humanity, the world, everything. So he decided he was going to go kill himself. He decided he was going to go jump off a bridge that day. And on his way to the bridge, he decided he wanted to have one last cup of coffee because he loved coffee and he wanted to have his favorite drink. So in Canada, they have these places called Tom Hortons, apparently. I've never been one, but it sounds like they're kind of a convenience store kind of thing and they make coffee. And so this guy went to Tom Hortons and he was in the drive-thru. He ordered his drink. He got to the, you know, to pay for his drink and the person handed it to him and said, the person in front of you paid for this already and just wanted you to have a good day and just be blessed by this. That little tiny thing changed the trajectory of what he was about to do. Rather than going and committing suicide, he went home. His faith in humanity had been restored just a little bit, just enough to help him move through that. And so what he did, then he, then he did this thing where he wrote a letter to the editor and he said, Hey, I just want to give a shout out to this person, stranger. This is what they did for me. I lost all hope. I was on my way to jump off a bridge. They bought my coffee. They told me to be blessed and have a good day. And it restored my faith in humanity. And so that letter to the editor was published. And then this woman, she's reading the story. She reads through it and she says to her husband, Hey, weren't you at Tom Horton's on this particular day? And didn't you buy the coffee for the person behind you? And didn't you say something along the lines of, you know, have a blessed day? And the guy's like, well, yeah, that was, that was me, you know? And, and they figured out that as they were reading the article together, that he was the guy that bought the coffee for the guy behind him who was about to go kill himself. And so he wrote to the newspaper 
And the newspaper got these two guys together and um, helped them like kind of share their experiences. And they wrote about that kind of thing. But it was just a little thing that somebody did that was a place of kindness. That story will always stick with me because you never know what somebody else is going through. Now, I used to be kind of a dick. Not <laughs> gonna lie. Sarcastic, you know, didn't didn't really have a lot of self-esteem. And so the way I sort of showed up in the world was I was just kind of an asshole. And I remember I had a coworker and she did this little thing. I don't even remember what it was. I was like, she gave me a little, little stuffed animal, something like that, like a little tiny like thing. And it was just said, have a good day. And my first impulse was to be like, whatever, you know, thanks for the gift or whatever, you know, kind of thing. But I remember thinking what an act of kindness and generosity it was. She didn't have to do that. And so I wrote her a note and I said, thank you for your kindness. That meant a lot. And it reminded me that I need to be more kind. I'm still kind of a dick after that, but it was one of the first things that I can kind of remember where I started to notice that I needed to change the way that I showed up in the world, that the way that I was showing up in the world was causing me a lot of pain and suffering and causing the people around me a lot of pain and suffering as well. Kindness generosity, empathy, knowing that other people are going through some shit, knowing that there's the universal truth that life can be painful and I don't know what somebody else is going through. So rather than being in my ego, if I can practice love and kindness, actually showing up in a tremendous amount of strength, a tremendous amount of masculine energy because the masculine does. Okay. And the masculine's job is to create connection with others, metaphorically the feminine, right? And when we connect with others, we penetrate others with our love. What that does, it creates connection. If you think of a nut and a screw, right? What is the, the nut? I can't remember which one's which, but one's masculine, one's feminine, right? One's the male, one's the female. One goes into the other. What's the nut and the screw when you put them together do? It connects something, right? So I've got these two things. I want them to connect it together. You know, I drill a hole through it. I put the nut and the screw and I type together and this thing is connected now. And that's the purpose of our energy, our masculine, feminine energy. So as a man, as a male, my job is to love, penetrate, to connect with the feminine so that we can create connection. So whether that's in your marriage or with, you know, people in your life, your job is always to penetrate with love in order to create connection. Remember, sometimes this is a difficult thing for me to do because I forget. And I'm sure you do too. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes I'm so in my head that I forget that there are other people around me. 
And when I do that, and when I'm self-involved and self-focused, and I'm thinking about all the things that I want that I'm not getting and all the things that other people are doing that they shouldn't be doing and the things that they should be doing that they're not doing, and I'm focused on others and what they're doing, I'm not in my masculine. I'm actually in lower feminine at that point. I'm in this place of being, you know, the victim. Why is this happening to me? You know, why can't people do this? You know, lower, lower masculine is that dominant toxic masculinity that sometimes is talked about in the world. You know, we're dominant, abusive, rageful, you know, that's toxic, lower masculine. And what I want to be in is higher masculine. I want to be the place in my life that is like where I am showing up. I'm leading powerfully with love. I'm tenacious. I'm, I, I teach people, you know, I go out and I ascertain whatever's necessary to complete the job. Those are all higher masculine energies. Higher feminine energy is things like being receptive, inviting, you know, that whole kind of, what's the word I want? Hospitality, you know, come, welcome, welcome. That's higher feminine. And we have both of those things in us. So higher feminine, higher masculine, lower feminine, lower masculine. But when I primarily show up with love in the masculine, penetrating the world with my love, then I'm creating connection. So when I do this on a consistent basis, what starts to happen is people remember the way that I made them feel. People remember not what I did, not what I taught necessarily, not what I built. People remember how I made them feel. And that is going to ripple through eternity. How you make people feel, how you show up in the world, which is why even though the stuff I talk about isn't sexy, it's really important because I believe, I've said this before, I'll say it again. The purpose of your life, if you don't have a purpose, use this. The purpose of your life is to leave things a little bit better than the way you found them. Now imagine if everybody did that. If everybody focused on how can I make this world a little bit better today? How can I show up in somebody else's life and make their life a little bit better? How can I be a little bit more kind? How can I be a little bit more generous? How can I be more empathetic towards the world? How can I love from the place of my masculine? And if that's your focus, if that's what you do, how much money you make, how many women you sleep with, how many buildings you build, people will remember you for how you made them feel. So go out today and start creating your legacy. I'll see you later. Oh, and if you like the video, don't forget, subscribe, share, whatever you got to do. And I'll see you later.